Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Here's this week's message. This morning, our scripture lesson comes from the book of Acts, chapter 10, verses 9 through 20. Last week, we saw, uh, read about uh, Philip. This week, we, we jump back to Peter. Acts, chapter 10, verses 9 through 20 starting with Peter's vision in in verse 9. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time, What God has cleansed you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven. Now, while Peter wondered within himself what this vision which he had seen meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. So the word of God for us this morning. Change in the church. That's what Peter was facing in our scripture, was change. We face change to do, huh? How easily do you change your mind? The apostle Peter was always one person who seemed to know where he was going in life. He would boldly make his mind up. But there was an occasion when he had to reconsider his position and change his mind in the early days of the church. Peter, the ex-fisherman, now bold apostle, was sitting on the sun deck of the house of Simon the Tanner, having a quiet time of prayer while he waited for lunch. He was starving, as we would say today. While he was sitting in the sun, enjoying its warmth and his conversation with God in prayer, something most unusual happened. He had a vision. This experience led him to begin a painful personal change. He was compelled to confront his own snobbish attitudes and his own deep prejudices. He didn't want to change. He figured he had already changed enough. Since he first met Jesus, he had already had his quota of upheavals for one lifetime. Nevertheless, the vision that God gave him led him to change yet one more time. See, up until now, Christianity had been mainly a movement among the Jews. Gentiles, or non-Jews, were still on the outside. As Peter sat in the sun, he had a vision which confronted his very Jewishness. Jews, like Peter, were kosher. That means they were not allowed to eat certain foods, especially disgusting foods like pork, rabbits, eels, snakes, 
some birds, insects, and lizards. And aside from pork, most of us probably wouldn't eat much of that either. Although we do like our chicken and turkey today. Now in his vision, Peter saw a tarpaulin lowered down from God in heaven. In it were all kinds of creepy crawlies and disgusting foods. Peter was repulsed. But the voice of the Lord asked him to get up, kill something, and eat it for lunch. Remember, Peter was, Peter was waiting for his lunch and was particularly hungry. Never, Lord, Peter decried. I have never in all my life eaten any forbidden by our Jewish laws. The Lord answered, don't you dare to call unclean what God has made clean. This happened three times. Same words, same results. Peter woke up, shaken by his vision he had received. What did it mean? Well, it didn't take long for him to find out. Messengers arrived right at that house at that time, and Peter was asked to go to the town of Caesarea to share the gospel with Cornelius, a Roman army officer. Fighting all his old prejudices and still hearing the word of the Lord in his head, don't you dare call unclean what God has made clean. Peter did what was unthinkable. He entered the Gentiles' house, saying, God has shown me that I should never think of anyone as impure. Think of Peter standing at the doormat of the front door of Cornelius' house. Most likely he broke out in a cold sweat when for the first time in his life he entered the house of a Gentile. As painful as it was, he did it. As he preached, the Holy Spirit moved in the hearts of the people as they marveled at what God had done through his son Jesus, and they were baptized. Peter had undergone a radical change in his attitude and life. He knew that his fellow Jewish Christians back in Jerusalem wouldn't agree with what he had done, but Peter knew that God was determined to move them over the old hump of prejudice. The gospel belonged to all people, irrespective of, of race, language, or culture. For Peter, change brought with it the stress of going against what was common practice. He was challenged to see things differently and to act differently, and though this helped to alter the whole course of the young Christian church. The, the conversion and baptism of Cornelius gives witness to the change that had taken place in Peter's heart. Following in the footsteps of Peter, God is always calling us to step forward and participate. In changing what is not right, and not God-pleasing in our world. But in order to do this, he is constantly calling us to change. There are no exceptions to this. I say this because Jesus died on the cross to change our relationship with God. 
He died to give us newness and new life, to turn away from the ways of Satan and the world and our own sinful natures and change direction and follow God's ways as his children. That also includes changing direction to be able to better do God's work through us in the world. We resist change. We don't like it. We're quite comfortable with the way things are. What makes it harder is that the changes facing us may not feel right at first. Some changes to which God calls us may seem improper or unclean to our tradition-conditioned ears. We may be tempted to close the shutters, block any thought that change can be good, and earn the rebuke given to Peter. Don't you dare to call unclean what God has made clean. It may mean pushing aside caution, subduing our personal biases, and bravely undertaking something new for Jesus Christ and his gospel. The New Testament talks a lot about the new life being changed or transformed through what Christ has done for us in his death and resurrection. Peter could have easily said to God when he received the message to go to the home of Cornelius, God, don't ask me to do that. I can't do that. It goes against everything I have ever been taught and believe. Let someone else go. Kind of what Moses said, huh? Yeah. Like Peter, we too are challenged to express the newness that God has created in us. Paul said in Romans that we have been saved through the death and resurrection of Jesus so we might live a new life. That newness means living, leaving behind our old habits, impatience, prejudice, and intolerance. The things that don't allow us to get out of our comfort zone and talk to people about the gospel. Consider again the story of Peter and the vision that shook him up while he was reclining on the sun deck waiting for his lunch. Peter had to embrace painful change within himself. He didn't always get it right. He would get the tremors at times. He would sometimes backpedal. In fact, on one occasion, Paul had to publicly confront Peter about his backsliding into his old Jewish prejudices. No doubt a painful occasion for him. Yet, to his credit, Peter heard the rebuke, took it to heart, and recovered the bold spirit that had inspired him to enter the house of a Gentile Roman and preach the gospel with stunning results. Jesus died for us to bring change and renewal into our hearts and into the life of his church. Let's make it our prayer. Lord, change our hearts to go where you are leading us. Let's close with prayer this morning. Father, we thank you that there's nobody kept out of your kingdom because of culture, race, tradition, creeds, intelligence, wealth, or social status. The gospel is free to all, and we thank you for reminding us to share the gospel with others. Help us to do that this week. In Jesus' name, amen.